Hi, this is Chantel Schieffer, President and CEO of Leadership Montana. Views and opinions shared by guests of Listen First Montana do not reflect the opinions of all of our alumni or organization. We are a large group with lots of opinions, believe me. If you hear something that makes you uncomfortable, we invite you to listen deeply, listen hard, and listen first. Welcome to Listen First Montana, a podcast of Leadership Montana. I'm Eric Halverson. Today I'm in Kalispell, speaking to an owner and founder of multiple highly successful businesses who does not want to be remembered principally as a hard worker or successful entrepreneur. Rather, he wants nothing more than for his beloved grandchildren and others to remember and think of him as a person of integrity, character, and above all, kindness. Jim Bliss founded Tri-State Restaurant Supply over 20 years ago, a company that now serves an area stretching from Eastern Washington to Wyoming, North and South Dakota, and of course, Montana. He works closely with his family to operate this thriving enterprise, along with Treasure State Coffee Company and multiple other business endeavors. Today we'll hear from Jim about how he came to understand his own tough outer layer, how that tough outer layer shaped his life and relationships, including his reaction to one major life event, and how he would have reacted differently to that event with the benefit of hindsight and his Leadership Montana training. Jim is a graduate of the 2010 Leadership Montana flagship program and of the 2019 master's class. He's even a certified instructor of Leadership Montana's core curriculum, Gracious Space. We'll hear from Jim about how the lessons of vulnerability and kindness were welcome discoveries in his pursuit to become a better person. We'll also hear Jim give his advice for young entrepreneurs as it relates to leading with kindness, character, and integrity, and why he's passionate about making the lessons of those topics available to youth across the state. Jim, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Let's start with... um I just want to ask how you're doing, not necessarily like on the today scale, but how you're doing as a human being. Oh boy, I am doing really well, really well. Um, that is a great question. You know, uh, during the master's class, I don't know if you know this, but uh, one of our fellow master's graduates, one day I walked into the, we were in a, in a break, and when I walked into the, uh, up to the little coffee bar area, uh, he said to me, so Jim, are you happy? And boy, um, uh, when you, when you really sit back and unfortunately he, I agonized over that question a lot over the several days. And uh, he probably remembers asking me that. And so how am I doing? That's one of them kind of questions, right? I, I think I'm doing, uh, very well, uh, Personally, I'm, I'm doing very, very, very well. That doesn't mean I don't have a bunch of anxiety about things, but um, it's going well. Life is good. All right, so tell the audience where we are. Of course, we're in Kalispell, Montana, but we're sitting here in your office. Tell us a little bit about the business. We were sitting in uh, my office at Tri-State Restaurant Supply, which is our uh, main office and warehouse. Um, this office and warehouse covers eastern... Eastern Washington, North Idaho, and I would say Western Montana. So we cover Great Falls, 
Butte Helena out of this office. Dillon um, Billings covers everything east, North and South Dakota, Wyoming, and Eastern Washington. So this office was, um, I never had an office. I've only had this office a couple of years. This used to be the service department. And, um, this is pretty sweet. Everybody felt like I should have a place to sit and talk to people. And if you know me, you know I I'm not much for sitting and doing any, <laughs> any part of that. So you're not in here very much? <laughs> not very much, no. <laughs> they put a computer on my desk, um, and I do use it now. <laughs> it takes a lot to teach me how to do that. Maybe what you can do is you can give us a little story about who you are going back to where you were born and raised and then just get us up to the beginning of Tri-State Restaurant Supply when you decided to create this company from oh, scratch. Oh, great. Good. I was born in uh, Pomona, California. Grew up in uh, La Palma, uh, Cypress, Orange, the Orange County area. Uh, my grandfather uh, is a uh, immigrant from Portugal, the Azor Islands, to be specific. He came through Ellis Island in 1906 and um, started a dairy farm in in uh, Buena Park. And for those of you that know that area, that's where Knott's Berry Farm is. And he and Mr. Knott traded milk and berries. Um, we ended up moving to Liberty Lake, Washington, landed ultimately out on the Spokane River when I was about 13. The way life progressed for me from there was I, I graduated high school and I went to work. Um, I went to, to a, a business school, if you will, for a year. School wasn't my thing. That might surprise you, Eric. It was not my thing. So I went to work for a, a nobody there in Washington State. It was called Wendy's Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Yeah, they had a management training program, right? So I got hired uh, to be part of their management training program and start opening stores in Washington. And I was there several years, became what they call a senior training manager, so I trained other managers for them. And uh, I got to meet Dave Thomas and Rich LeBlay and, uh, and all those Dave, guys. Dave, Dave. Yep, big Dave. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> Oddly, I, in Pay and Pack, which you would know as Lowe's today, I was in Pay and Pack one day. The guy that sold us our frosty machines was in there. And he said, you know, if you ever want to make a career change, come see me. I really wasn't interested because I loved Wendy's. I thought it was the best job in the world. But I started becoming disenchanted with the schedule. Not the hours, but the schedule. It was just really rough to not have any weekends free, you know, and most evenings. And so I went and seen him, and I went to work for him in the early 90s selling yogurt equipment. And in 1996, my partners and I bought that company. And, in 19, and we had an office in Billings, Missoula, and Spokane. And in 1998, um, I recognized quickly having partners uh, probably wasn't the best thing for me and so I I opted to move on and move to Kalispell and I opened up on my own under the tri-state uh, flag and as time had it very quickly we got into the espresso business because 
that's what I did in Spokane. It was very small. I had a little 600-square-foot building over by the fairgrounds here in Kalispell. And it grew rapidly, but it was just myself and Shelly. There was just two of us. <laughs> that was it. And Shelly's your wife? <clears throat> uh, may as well be, yep. Mm. yep. We've been together, what, 20-some-odd years. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Your partner. Yeah, yeah. She's she's my wife, my partner, uh, my mentor, my sister, my brother, She, the boss. <laughs> she does it all. We wouldn't be here without her. That's the sure. far better half you've called By her. far better half. <laughs> So we've we've grown rapidly. I mean, it's been twenty, just over twenty something years. Hmm. Jim, you have how many kids? One. You have one child, and and yep. she's um, pregnant with your fifth grandchild. Is that right? Technically, my sixth. Yes. Oh, that's right. We we lost one last January, um, Everett, uh, which was a ugly blow to her and our whole family. But yes, so so our sixth one will be here in September. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. Thanks, buddy. He's with Jesus. He's hanging out with my mom and dad. And you know, I, I, I just appreciate how much you, you honor him by yeah. saying his name and talking about Thanks. him. And yeah. So I bring that up because, I, you know, to me, you're a man who revolves around your family, right? Your identity is based in your family and your grandkids. Um, but before we really dive down that road, because it's so related, it sounds like going to Leadership Montana when you did was sort of an inflection point in all of your relationships, both professional and personal. Um, so I want to talk about Leadership Montana a little bit. What year did you graduate? 2010. Okay. Um, and you were in the class with our current CEO and president, Chantel Sheepa, right? Tell me a few memories from that class 11 years ago now. Boy. Um I'm sure Chantel Squirman right now. <laughs> She's smiling. She's smiling. <laughs> the uh, I have three or four or five big memories. The uh, first one was um, being accepted. I remember being accepted after I filled out the application and just being in awe. I, I remember my mom saying, what are you doing? they accepted you <laughs> and it was such a big honor and I got to big sky and I wasn't sure what uh, matter of fact so much so I didn't go to the first night dinner I went to the bar and I thought I'm, I'm out of here tomorrow morning I'm literally getting in my happy truck and, <laughs> and heading down the hill um, but I, I stuck it out and I'm glad I did that's the biggest memory. The first one, right, was, wow, this is so touchy-feely, and these people are smart, and, man, they use words I don't even know what the hell they're saying. And So um, I stuck it out, and I made uh, some very good friends uh, through, through all of that. One of my favorite things was uh, the... Uh, gift boxes and so let's talk about let's give background on what the gift boxes is so this is okay throughout the, so yeah. throughout the class at, at, at every at every class they take the 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 small gift box it's a four by four box really and it's got your name on it and and there's some cards out there and so anytime somebody recognizes a gift you might have they would share that gift with you and sometimes it's anonymous and sometimes not and they would put that gift in your box and then 
towards the end of the flagship program or the master's class program. You would open that box and, and read these gifts. And I didn't quite grasp the concept as, as the months went on. I didn't quite understand what that all meant um, until I opened that box. And then it hits you like getting hit on the head with a ton of bricks. And I, I still have that box today. And I'm not going to share all of those with you. Um, some of them are that impactful. One of them said, um, and it's the one that I always remember, even when I read it again. It said, uh, you don't fool me. And, and you can look at that a hundred different ways. But I'll bet you. There are other people in Leadership Montana that would say, Jim, you're not fooling anybody. And my mom used to say that. Uh, another one said... Um, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what does that mean to you? Um, you, you might remember... Uh, somebody close to both you and I talking about the armor we wear. And um, I, I wear a pretty good armor. You know, it's rare you see me take my shield down. And so I think, I think sometimes for people to get uh, into my heart and head is, is uh, I thought was very difficult, right? At least me letting you in. Um, but obviously there are the people in, in that group, at least that, you know, they they were in and I wasn't fooling anybody. <laughs> and, um, and that's, that, that was, it wasn't tough for me, but it was just eye opening that experience there. I, I built some great relationships through that flagship program, lifelong relationships that'll, that'll always be there. Um, and then another one said, um, because I think this comes, I know who it came from, and, and basically what they were saying was, we need you. That was, that was the, the gist of what was written on the card. And you can look at that a hundred different ways as well. Um, I always come back to, uh, now I go back to, Leadership Montana changed my life. I needed, I needed them, um, and it, uh, it 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 didn't just change my life. It changed my family's life. It changed my business life. It changed every relationship I have had since that first day in Big Sky. Every everything I do changed. <laughs> Say more about that. I'm curious. Those in my inner circle know that for 20 years I've wanted to I knew I knew I was a better person than I was acting out and I wanted to be a better person all the time and by a better person somebody asked me a while back what's that look like I, st I honestly believe that uh, uh, integrity, kindness, character matters. And um, 
sometimes it's hard to display those personality traits or even understand what they truly mean. Um, I just knew I wanted to be a better guy, right? A better dad, a better husband, boyfriend, uh, you know, a better customer, a better vendor, a, a better friend, a better son, you know, just a better person all around. And not, I'm not saying I was a bad guy or I'm a bad guy in any way, I, but I knew I could be better. I knew I could be better and I was searching for something to help me be better. There's an, a, a perfect transition in there to talk about you as, I think, your favorite title, which is Grandpa. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Right? So <laughs> I should have done that first. Well, let's talk about, um, you said it, you know, you thought that the training you went through made you better many things, right? But, but, but one of those was better Grandpa. I wonder if you can talk specifically about, like, were you kinder to your grandkids? Did you listen to them more deeply? What do you think it was? Well, I'll start by saying this. Years and years and years ago, people would say to me, you know, when you have grandkids, it's going to change your life. And I think, oh, bullshit. <laughs> you know, you guys are nuts. You know, you can have grandkids. You know, I can change a diaper with the best. I'm not a big deal. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I was wrong. I was, I was, I was wrong. Um, and I hate admitting that. But um, when my first granddaughter uh when Shelly and I held George um it still gives me chills I mean it it that second changed my life I knew there was a life there that uh you know we had our daughter right and and that was one thing but then when you have your granddaughter you know you know you just know that this this little innocent creature uh, needs needs us to teach her the ways of the world, and um, you know I have every time I'm with them, and even when I'm not with them, I'm thinking about them and about uh, what what is Grandpa gonna leave them? And I'm not talking about cars and toys. I'm talking about what skills, and hopefully, I am going to leave them learning that loyalty is important that integrity is critical that there's nothing more powerful than character and um and i don't want them to uh tell their friends boy my grandpa's the hardest working guy i know you know who cares (laughs) that's not it right it's it's my grandpa works every day to help people and uh, grandpa gives gives back what life's given him and that's that's what i want to leave them and it, we're not talking about money we're talking about trust and respect and, and kindness i just started using that word kindness maybe in the last six months some somebody uh told me a story about kindness and it, it almost hits exactly what i'm talking about um I want them to be kind people. That doesn't mean weakness. <laughs> it means kindness. There's a difference. And 
uh, being gentle. Uh, that doesn't mean weakness. It means, it means um, for me, it means uh, be, being true to those around you, not just yourself, right? That's important, but the people around you. And um, I, I, I think the world needs more of that. And my grandkids are all growing up that way. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. Um, my daughter is probably one of the kindest people you will ever meet. And, well, without a doubt. I mean, you know, she's tough on her dad, but she's still very, very kind. <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to give you um, just a moment to talk about your daughter, we, Amanda. We met her this morning. Well, you know, she, uh, uh, she lived uh, in Spokane most of her junior high and all of high school. Uh, when she graduated from high school, I drove her to uh, Baylor University down in Waco, Texas. And she graduated from there, moved to Bozeman. She wasn't going to stray too far from her dad. And, uh, and, and she, she came to work for the company. Uh, as a route salesperson and overseeing the billings office, but lived in Bozeman. And, and one day she just said, you know, daddy, I, I think I'm, I'm just going to come on the company. And I was like, rock and roll, do your thing. And, um, then she met my service manager a couple of years into that. And, uh, I'll leave that at that. Oh, no, it was an internal romance, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they hid from me for about a year. Oh. And he and I were buddies. And uh, yeah, we used to drink beer together. We don't anymore, but the, uh, yeah. That's How'd it. you take that news? Not well. No, not well. Not well. Yeah, it was harder on him probably and the whole family because then after some time he asked me if he could marry her and I t- ran him off. I told him no, he couldn't. And then... Amanda and Shelly got mad at me, and so I had to talk to him again. So finally I gave him a list of things he had to complete before he could ever ask me that question. And uh, I still have that list. And and then he completed it. God. And so... Um, so what, are we ta- what are we talking, like stain your deck or like... Uh, kind of. So it, was a, it was a big list I'm not going to share with you, but he would be upset. But I said, no, you know, no. And, and I don't, I'm not ever talking to you about it again. And... So then he kept calling me and I wouldn't take his phone call. He worked for me for a long time and finally I had to take his call. But anyway, they got married and I'm glad because he's one of my closest friends and, and he's a rock star. Um, he's a mini me is what I like to say. I, he works harder than I do. He's, he's definitely more charismatic and gentle than I am. And he, he is, uh, if you're going to have a son-in-law, he is not only a, 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 the perfect son-in-law, he's an amazing husband to my daughter, and you couldn't ask for a better grandfather grand, uh, to my grandkids. So mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that. You think that example of your son-in-law approaching you to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage is an, a, a, an illustration of you sort of using a, a defensiveness and a protective instinct that, some of the training of leadership Montana maybe has softened and reframed for you in a way. Yeah. I was just being an asshole and I wouldn't do, I wouldn't be that way today. Right. Um, I had no reason to say no. He had demonstrated that he had my daughter's heart and, and, uh, 
they clearly loved each other and they did all the right things and um it wasn't perfect right but but for me it was um back then you know it was just me being a jerk and because i could right what's he gonna do say no to her daddy are you gonna argue with her dad ain't gonna happen um and so i was flexing because i could and i wouldn't do that today Uh, i might still give him that list but i might say you know what come back and visit me when this list is complete i think that's what a good good father should have done and instead i was i was a jerk about it and and the more the the girls gave me hell about it i more i dug in right and so i was like no neither one of you are going to talk to me that way <laughs> no so I, I i'm so fascinated because i do think that there's an instinct there it's a human a human reaction when we feel threatened or we feel defensive, right? To sort of put our hackles up and mm-hmm. like you said, sort of flex because you can. Right. Um, so talk to, if you, if you were speaking to a young up and coming leader, say inside your company, who you saw that kind of behavior from, what words of advice would you have for them? I, I think every interaction that I have today, whether it's with um, an employee, a customer, a vendor, uh, the general public that I deal so much with um, is I am I'm more curious. So in in the example of my son-in-law, I wish I had said, uh, and today I would, when he said, "Hey, I'd, you know, I'd like your blessing to marry your daughter." I wish I had said, "Why? Why do you want my blessing?" Number one. And number two, why do you want to marry my daughter? And so when I say curious, uh, I would encourage young people to ask more questions. Don't question, but ask more questions. Seek more information. Um, And if you apply that to your uh, business relationships and your personal relationships, you are going to learn an awful lot rather than just making assumptions, putting up your defenses or even getting anxiety or any feeling, any real emotion until you get more information. Jim, it's really interesting. So you are a certified dare to lead trainer. Is that right? No, I wish I am a certified, uh, gracious space instructor. Okay. So it would be fair to say that you've, very much adopted the leadership Montana sort of ethos, right? You are. Yeah. I'm the gracious space walking boy. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. Um, wow. If you haven't, if you haven't ran through gracious space or, or any of that, that's you're missing out on a whole new dimension of life. (laughs) I'm curious when you think about where you started on your, what we call sometimes a leadership journey, but I, I think we can, Think of it more as like just a journey as a human being, right? And becoming a better man. And when you think about where you started and where you are now, if you talked to somebody that was at the starting point where you were previously and you were saying, hey, you know, this stuff is good for your life, good for your business. And they said, bullshit, look at my business. It's running like a well-oiled machine. I'm making money. I'm growing. What would you say? I'm very proud of of what uh, 
my team has been able to accomplish at Tri-State and Treasure and the businesses, right? They're very successful. We're not rich people, but we, we do well. We all make good wages, right? Um, and the person that says this journey of this, that, this let's say the, the, the things that I have learned, if, if, if learning to be a better person isn't important to you, I, I'm going to have to question who you are because I've, I believe everybody can be better. And I've met some amazing people in life. Um, and they can all be better. And so uh, I don't want to be defined about tri with tri-state. I don't want, I know it's easy for people to do that. Um, and listen, I'm just a working stiff. I got boots and Levi's on, you know, I'll, and so, so the example you give that business owner, um, is polar opposite to me. I mean, yeah, I want to have a good business because I want a good job. It allows me to do some cool stuff. Uh, but more importantly, I want to be a good guy. I want to teach somebody else to to have a good life. I want to teach somebody else to love themselves and to respect themselves and um, and have no regrets, right? Have no regrets. I mean... Um, Man, I woulda, coulda, shoulda. I, I, I'll go back a hundred times in my life and say, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I'd have known the right word to say right there. I wish I would have asked this. I wish I hadn't done that. You know, and I can go back and pinpoint. Man, man if you can help somebody avoid one thing. <laughs> or teach somebody one little thing about integrity and character, trust, trustworthiness. Um, that to me is more important. I, I wonder if that's my age speaking. And mm. because when I was younger, you know, when I was 30 years old, I was going to mock three with my hair on fire, right? And it was all about grow, 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 do this, do that, da, 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 da. Um, that hasn't changed. My vocabulary probably has changed a little bit, meaning, meaning I talk a lot now about trust and respect and loyalty and integrity and character and kindness um, instead of I still talk about profit margin and gross profit and you know cap rates and I go on and on, but I, I still believe kindness is the word of the day. <laughs> Two episodes ago, we had Chris Warden on the podcast. Okay. Vice President of Technology at the Washington Companies. Yeah. You know. I do. He brought up this interesting question. It's related to what you just said, which um, he said, God, I used to ask these people this interview, this interview question when they'd come to my company. Right? So I'm going to put this one to you, which he said, what matters more, people or results? People. Can't get results without people. The um, – <laughs> and – some of those that are very close to you and I would tell you, I say this all the time, people first in every decision that I make mm -hmm. people first. It's not just my family either. It's people period. Um, uh, you get the right people in the right spot and you teach the people, uh, you're going to get the results you want. Would you say it is your greatest sort of delight as a professional now to see people around you grow? Oh my gosh. Or when they go buy a house, 
somebody that works for me buys a house or buys a new car, I celebrate that big time. I'm just like, wow, that is awesome. You're helping people grow. Or when people leave, right, they resign from the company and they go on and do some cool stuff. You know, good for you. So that th those are some of the best rewards, I, I think, in life for me. You know, one thing that was written about you in Leadership Montana is uh, you said that you're passionate about securing the future of Montana, especially for our kids. And as a grandparent, you're passionate about children that are sort of in that zero. I think your oldest grandkid is 12. Is that right? 11. Yep. 11. But it sounds like you're interested in opportunities for high school age kids to engage with some of these ideas that you're learning now and in the last many years, but wish you had learned at a much earlier age. Is that right? That's exactly right. Um, I think you could, you know, you, you, you never quit learning. So from even before you're born uh, till you die, you're, you're learning. And there are some things, you know, you, you can't learn uh, too early. You know, I, I thought of this the other day. You know, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I probably agree with that a little bit, right? I don't know if you want to teach an old dog new tricks. Let's, let's use an old dog. Let's talk about, uh, like, President Biden for a minute. What does that guy and my grandson have in common? Nada. <laughs> nothing. Mm. Nothing. And same, I'd say the same thing about Donald Trump, right? What has he got in common with Jimmy? Nothing. And is he ever going to be able to do anything to enhance Jimmy's life? Never. Because he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand the way the world has changed. And the world is changing every day and evolving. And our country is. And, you know, and so I put myself in there. I'm almost 60 years old. So, right, I need to teach them the new stuff and and to learn from them and there are some things that are staples you know and we've talked a lot about them today trust respect integrity those kinds of things and so somebody has to help these kids and um on their level at their level not at some 60 year old guy's level or 80 year old guy's level it needs to be different and and um, yeah, I wish I at 15 would have understood what character was. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think you mentioned this earlier and here's what I, I'm going to repeat this back and you tell me if I've got this right. It's just that we are teaching young people, particularly about, you know, like masculine culture, that kindness and weakness are synonymous and that weakness is unacceptable. Correct. I, I, that's a belief that I have think kindness gets um, gets confused with being weak um, because it's a soft approach. And you used to feel that way. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I, and not that I didn't think I wasn't kind, but just all of that kind of stuff was um, that touchy-feely type of thing. It wasn't, it's not what real men do. You know, I... Um, 
even though oddly I, 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 my favorite color is pink, right? Has been my whole life. And I, I've wore pink shirts before pink shirts were cool. And, <laughs> and, um, so that, that, I mean, I, I grew up with people going, what the heck, you know, what, what in the world, you know? And I'd think, just a shirt jeez you know, what's the matter with you and uh and i look hot in this pink shirt you know and uh but people would give me hell about it you know so what is strength to you now <clears throat> strength if i defined it in words strength would be vulnerable strength would be honest um and those are two very good words that help me define strength. Honesty is uh, is so hard to achieve, yet it's so easy to achieve. But you got to be vulnerable enough to allow some honesty and trustworthiness in your life. And um, I've learned a lot in my my life here and uh i i didn't ever really have a problem being vulnerable but being honest with myself about those vulnerabilities is where the challenge came Mm -hmm. and um today i'm 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 i i think i'm i'm getting there with that but that's a tough thing that's a tough thing and I suppose it's tough for every walk of life, man, woman, age, color, all that, right? And, um, boy, if you can learn some of that <laughs> at your age or even younger, how much easier is your life going to be? And I, I come back to uh, this. If we, can, if we can teach this to young, the young people of our state, think of the impact we can have. I just think about the impact I could have had on people's lives had I started this 40 years ago. Holy moly. I mean, the lives that I could have touched and the the lives that I perhaps could have saved or changed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, had I learned that. and And I would love to see that happen for people. We talk about it or I do with my grandkids every day, you know, when I see them and we're talking at school and, and they tell me about something in their day. And, and I'll say, well, was that kind? Do you think that was kind? What that young man said, or that young lady said, or what you just said was, we, do you think you were being kind when you said that? And okay, maybe, maybe I'm carrying it too far or not. I don't think so. Uh, I want my grandsons and granddaughters to be kind people. I want them to be hungry. I, I want them to work hard and I want them to succeed in life, whether it's no matter what they do, but, but I want them to be kind along the way. And I want them to look at their, the person sitting next to them, not to see what they're eating, but to make sure they have enough on their plate, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and we can do that. What do you think that would mean for Montana? Oh, man. You know, everything is getting so divided. 
it's so, so I think some use this word divisive or whatever. Okay, it's just divided. And it's not just by political affiliation. It, it, it's also um, by, you know, some people would call it racial lines. I, I can't find the right word, but, you know, just because you look different, you know, you're not in my, with me, you know, that kind of thing. Just because you got long hair, you're out. You got a tattoo, you're out. You, you don't have a tattoo, you're not in, you know. And I think if we start now um, as a community that uh, we can bring people together. Remember, people first. You get the people together, and man, you watch what happens. Mm-hmm. You, you, you see it in families. You see families that are united and they, they're sticking together and they do some cool stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they take care of each other and they grow together and all that. Well, now do that in a community. You take, take the Flathead Valley community. If, if we can all work together for the common goal, re- regardless of all the garbage that's out there, think of the lives we can impact. I mean... Listen, I, you, you know, I'm a right-wing Republican guy, right? And it's, be, it's because I align more closely with that group than I do the other group and, or the other two or three groups. And, but they've lost their way as well in the sense that um, everything has been so politicized. They do it. They all do it. I wanna, I'd like to see as, as a community— not deal with that i'd like to see us as a community deal with our people what can we do to lift people up and we're gonna we can't start it at 30 we got to start it at much younger than that Mm -hmm. um it's 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 troubling and i know you know when you're younger maybe you don't think about it as much as as i do i think about as an example i think about the food banks I think is absolutely horrendous that there's kids in our communities that are hungry. It's just bullshit. I, I absolutely, I pay a lot of taxes, right? Which I'm glad to pay. I, well, this, I'm not happy about it, but I'm glad to do my part. Why does a kid have to go to high school and pay for his freaking lunch? I, it, it just absolutely baffles me. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand that, that concept. It doesn't make any sense to me. And, or, or why are people, why are people having to go to the food bank to get food to feed their families? Now that might not sound like a very Republican thing. And I would disagree. I would say it's every part of the Republican party. It's, it's wrong. People should be able to have a good job and have a, have a roof over their heads if they want one. And, um, we got to teach them how to do that. We're not teaching people how to survive in this world uh, and and um it's because we wait too long right we don't <laughs> um i don't want to get political at all i just don't but i'll tell you also you um there, there's a better way to, to treat mental health issues than just locking people up. There is a better way to treat addiction than just locking people up. And um, 
we're doing that to our youth, right? I don't know if you've ever known anybody that's gotten into the system at 20 years old. They never get out of the fricking system because the system won't let you get out of it. And, um, the system's just broke and mm -hmm. they're not going to fix it in schools. They're not going to fix it at home. The communities have to fix this and it's going to start when they're young. It's not going to start at 30 or 40 or 60. <laughs> we can do this as a community and leadership Montana, uh, I don't know about you. I suspect you probably feel similar to I do. It's had a monster impact on my life. And it's had a monster impact on my kids and grandkids and my community. I want to see us take that all over the place with uh, doing something with these youngsters. Let's move to the um, lightning round. Ready uh -oh. for that? Okay. Your favorite thing about the Flathead Valley? Uh, my driveway. Say more. Hmm? Say more. When I get home at night, I'm in my spot, man. I pull in, I see my driveway. It's a good day. <laughs> uh, something you thought you knew, um, but had your mind changed on? Lanny Hubbard. As a person? Yeah. You know, I, I think everybody that knows of Lanny has a huge amount of respect just for the aura around him and the intimidation. When I walked up and shook his hand, um, I don't get intimidated, but that's intimidating. And I was wrong about every part of it. He is as human and kind and intelligent as anybody that I've ever met in my life and so giving. Uh, some of the advice I've received in the last 10 years from Lanny, I still use today. Your proudest accomplishment? Oh, my family. When you're scared, tired, or overwhelmed, where do you turn? Captain Morgan's. <laughs> <laughs> On the rocks? <laughs> yeah, with a splash of Coke, yeah. What gives your life meaning and purpose? Shelly. You wake up on vacation, what's your ideal breakfast? Eggs Benedict. What are you drinking? Bloody Mary's. <laughs> Just like a whole bunch of pickled, yeah, pickled veg Asparagus. In there. Oh, that's you got it. Oh, yep. Pearl onions. Lake Las Vegas. Yep. Um, that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> Something you're passionate about that we haven't talked about on this podcast. Everybody gets a voice. Everybody should be heard. I say it every day. Everybody gets to be heard. Everybody gets a seat at the table. It's that same concept. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you believe. I don't, it, none of it. Matter of fact, I encourage you, please come and engage. And let your voice be heard. Everybody. I don't care if you have long hair. You used to have long hair, right? Yes, sir. What, how long was it? Oh, middle of back. <laughs> how old are you? Uh... Probably until I was 13, 14. There you go, man. Um, I used to wear a ponytail. When I moved to Montana, I had a pink tail. I'm going to advocate for bringing that look back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, if you could spend one day in somebody else's shoes, anybody, who would that be and why? Wow. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm not sure other than... 
Um, and it's not because of money, uh, but Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, those three guys have the ability because of their stature to affect so many lives in a positive way. I would love that opportunity to, to be that visible where, where I could touch a mass amount of lives all at once. What's a habit or daily routine that you've developed that's improved your life? I read every day. Um, I read every day. People say, well, what do you read? <laughs> um, uh, most of them, you know, it's not success books. It's mostly uh, leadership books. And uh, right now I'm rereading Love Your Enemies. Chantel gave me this book. And uh, the first time through it was pretty good. The second time it's better. How about a TV or a movie recommendation? Boy, Blue Bloods. I freaking love Blue Bloods. Is that a TV show? It's, yeah, it's, it's on every week. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, not on my it's, it's got Tom Selleck. He's a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect way to spend a day. Oh, man. You know, Shelly and I are just about done with our new greenhouse. And um, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow we will be... Uh, we. We're growing a lot of our own flower pots this year, but uh, we have 50 pots that we're going to be running back and forth getting from our greenhouses and bringing them up to the lake. And um, uh, t tomorrow we will have, um, we'll be in our greenhouse with a bottle of wine or two. And we're going to, every we do this every year. So it's my favorite day of the year. We, we play with our flowers and drink wine and then we have an amazing dinner and, Tomorrow we're going to have her mom and dad with us, and it's going to be a blast. Oh, man. So your perfect way to spend a day is happening tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> your definition of success. Well, you know, um, when, when they eulogize me, uh, and I might have to help write the eulogy for them, I might do that, but they're not going to say I was the hardest working guy that uh, existed. Um, that's what I said about my dad when he passed in 2003. The, uh, um, I, I hope that uh, success is what I've been able to leave behind uh, about integrity. And um, if... if if they talk about uh, in, when I'm gone and integrity and what that meant to me, then I, I hit the mark. All right. Now this is like the lightning round on steroids. Okay. Here we go. We're just one <coughs> word prompts. And I just want your knee jerk reaction to each of these words. And then we're done. Okay. Kalispell. Home. Montana. Free. Vulnerability. Every day. Leadership. Mm. Uh, loyalty. Legacy. Uh, my grandkids. Jim Bliss, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You bet, buddy. This was a blast.
Thanks to Jim Bliss for coming on the podcast. And thanks to you for listening in. If you've enjoyed today's show and want to support Listen First Montana, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Those small steps can really help us connect these stories to more listeners. Our intro song is a rendition of the Montana State Song by Scott Gudger, and our other music is from Blue Dot Sessions. We'll see you in two weeks with our next episode. Until then, thanks for listening to Listen First, Montana. Thank you.